he pointed at the dresser where there were some bills and he said, I know we didn't do what we said we were going to do, but that's for you. And I, and I saw that it was money. And I, the first thing I said was, are you a cop? <laughs> Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. I'm Nikki Levy, and welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. Guys, I got the booster. I got the booster on Friday night at a CVS in Inglewood, California, with about 30 other people who spent their Friday nights getting the booster shot. And I have to tell you, it hurts. I am not going to lie. This shit absolutely hurts. For two days, I have been in bed. My left arm feels like a bowling ball. I'm super grateful that I got this shot because, and I will tell you, I'm going to whisper something in your ear. One of my best friends works with the CDC and he slipped me a little graph that's going to be coming out soon that shows that if you've gotten the booster or when you've gotten the booster, you have an exponentially higher resistance to COVID. So the vaccine is great. Let's all get the vaccine. The booster is where it's at. That is your PSA from Dr. Levy. You're welcome. I'm your mother. You have to listen. I worry about you. I am so excited for today's episode. Tony Rodriguez. Tony Rodriguez is an actor and improviser. You've seen him in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Late Late Show with James Corden, and Netflix's Hentified. The coolest thing happened to Tony over the pandemic. So you guys may or may not know, but The Simpsons, along with a bunch of other shows, made the important decision the last couple of years to cast their BIPOC roles with BIPOC actors because those roles were being played by whiteies. That's that's not okay. What the hell? So characters of color, right, would now be played and portrayed by actors of color. Well, Tony heard that The Simpsons was going to recast one of his favorite characters named Julio, a gay Cuban character on the show. And Tony, a gay Cuban man, decided, that's me. I'm getting that role. I don't care if you've never heard of me. That's mine. He launched a viral TikTok campaign. And guys... He got cast. He is the new Julio. It's called Tenacity, show business. Stick around for my Latin lover, Tony. And I want to share with you guys, I am going to be away for a little while. I'm going to be traveling. So we're going to have a couple of more episodes before the end of the year. And then we're going to take a hiatus and we will be back probably January, February. And there's going to be some really fun and new, exciting things in store. I love you guys. Here is me and Tony right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just don't, just don't. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, Tony? What's up, Nikki? Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Where are you coming from today? I'm coming from Los Angeles. When did you move to Los Angeles? I moved here 10 years ago from New York City. Where did you grow up? I grew up uh, in Mexico City and New Jersey and Miami. 
So you're a Cuban guy, but you were you born in Mexico City? I was born in Alabama. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. You're such a world traveling whore. What and, do you mean you were born in Alabama? And then went to North Carolina, and then we went to Mexico City, where I learned English. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Just backtrack for one second. Your family's Cuban. My father's Cuban, and my mother is Irish German from Indiana. Oh, uh, where did they meet? They met in St. Louis, Missouri, in grad school. Oh. <gasps> Um, yeah, as many marriages are, it was a complicated relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Did it last? No, no. Um, when I was a kid, I used to watch I Love Lucy and I like it. imagine that they were my parents, like Midwestern white woman and a fiery Cuban. And were they anything like, was Ricky and Lucy anything like your parents? No, my mother, I, I think she was a little, she was very Lucille Ballish. She is Lucille Ballish, I'd say. Across really? between Lucille Ball... On I Love Lucy and Rose Nyland from the Golden Girls. Oh, I always say if I was a Golden Girl, which is, by the way, my absolute favorite show, I would be Rose. A hundred percent. Yes. I'm, I think I think I would be a Blanche with a Rose rising. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, you took over the role of Julio from Hank Azaria in yes. the longest running scripted show in primetime history. Yes. The Simpsons. Yes. So there was a whole reckoning on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yes. In when? 2019, 2020? Yes. Uh, well, there's a documentary called The Problem with Apu. And I think that that basically started the conversation with The Simpsons. Like having... Apu, I think, is was written... Or is written stereo, sort of stereotypical. Um, mm-hmm. I can't speak to it because it's not my story. Right. But uh, it was a conversation about representation on these kinds of shows, and especially giant show like The Simpsons. Right. And I think at first they were sort of resistant to this, sort of like they sort of like shrugged it off, I think. But over time, the show and Hank Azari himself have come around completely and like, yes, uh, yes, it's an animated show and we can say anything's possible, but if ethnicity and or sexual orientation, I'm going to throw that in there, yeah. are inherent to it with a character's attributes and there's a human being that could represent them uh, and can voice them, then why not? (laughs) I've had people come for me (laughs) whom I don't know uh, after The Simpsons came out. They're like, why does it matter who voices who? You're never going to find a dragon or a penguin to voice them. And That's their their reasoning. That's their reasoning. Someone else said I took a job from away from a good man. I'm like, if anything, I'm lightening his workload. So how did you lay on the role of Julio? And please share for anyone who doesn't know who Julio is on The Simpsons. Julio, so uh, Julio, if anyone has seen The Birdcage, uh, yes, Hank Azaria plays a Guatemalan uh, housekeeper. He, The voice that he uses in that movie is very similar to the voice he uses for this character, which is a gay Cuban-American, a proud gay Cuban-American at Springfield. Um, and a dear friend of mine, also a podcaster, Drew Mackey, uh, was making a supercut of every LGBT joke in the history of The Simpsons. And every time he'd come across this character, Julio, yeah. uh, we'd say, oh my God, I could play that. I love doing the voice. It's the same voice he does in The Birdcage. It's this voice. <laughs> yes. uh, and we're like, well, why don't I make a video <laughs> asking The Simpsons to cast me in this character? Not, not thinking they'd ever see it. But uh, short, short answer is I put a video out on a Monday. I get a request to audition on a Friday and I'm recording at Fox the following week. <laughs> so you put, so you make this uh, like a video audition that nobody's asked you to make. Nobody's asked me to make it. 
Can you do just a bit from your audition video, which I have seen? Well, to be fair, I think Julio on The Simpsons is very like, he's a little gravelly. I think he's a little more like reserved and lower energy a little bit. But the, the character in the birdcage is like up and light. And I think that's what I was modeling my audition for was this voice. Like he's sort of light and fancy free. Um, I, I was on an interview and they aired a clip of my audition tape. They took out a part that I'll do for you. <laughs> okay, do it, do it, do it. I did a dirty joke in it. I said, um, you know, as the years go by, I see The Simpsons is trying to cast representatively, and I see my myself in the character of Julio. He's gay, like me. He's Cuban, like me. And in one episode, he's written as Puerto Rican, and I'm pretty sure I've had a Puerto Rican in me, which I think <laughs> that is... <laughs> see, that's... And is that anything like the character as... It was originally played. Is he a little like? I mean, those are the jokes I make with my gay friends. Not not the not the Puerto Rican, but that vibe. That vibe. <laughs> yeah, he's like out and proud. Doesn't care who knows it. Um, and I love that. I love the character. I love him so much. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Oh, what? <laughs> because I'm proud of anybody who, and I'm inspired by anybody who makes their own opportunities. Mm. Like. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I am. I think it's a great lesson in like, we just have to keep going, keep pushing um, all of the shit that we do that maybe we don't get recognized for or, or, or even paid for. It prepares us for the thing that actually does pan out. Wow. And I just think that's cool. Thank you so much. Can I share something else? I didn't really occur to me. Until you were just talking. Yeah. Uh, I have a drag character that I've never what? been paid a dollar for. I do, like, she has her own Instagram. I do it for fun. Truly, it's like, for me, it's like an alter ego. She's a mess. I don't shave when I do her. She's like, she thinks she's she's gorgeous, which of course she is. Obviously. Uh, she lip syncs to herself singing badly. <laughs> In the pandemic times, I would make like little videos. And it was just for fun. Truly, like, if another comedian saw it, that's all I wanted. Um, and I realized in hindsight, the video I made where I was asking the Simpsons to cast me was the first video I made as myself, not in drag, but it was the same spirit. I was sort of throwing out a different character that wasn't in drag. And I sort of realized that in hindsight, the same, like, I, I, this is for me. I'm having fun. If someone else thinks it's fun, that's great too. But that's the spirit I was doing it in. And I'm like, oh, channeling my inner drag character that I was already doing for fun got me this thing in a roundabout way. See? <laughs> so Julio is... I'm going to put this in quotes, but stereotypically gay. He is a flamboyant hairstylist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? You know, movies and TV shows, having a gay character in a stereotypically gay role, like a gay man is a hairstylist, a uh, gay ladies, the, you know, the FedEx worker. Like, what's your thought about whether that's cool or whether that's not cool? I, as, I think as long as they're not, as long as they're not the butt of the joke, I think a lot of like ah. the, the super cut of the LG... Uh, that my friend made of The Simpsons, the early years are super cringy of these jokes where it was like just because a gay a character was queer and or trans it was was enough. And that was the joke. Um, and right before okay. I recorded my That's really good to know. first episode of The Simpsons, I rewatched The Birdcage <laughs> because it's the similar voice that Hank uses for Agador Spartacus. And we can say it's not representative. And the Agador Spartacus is flamboyant and like say, quote, stereotypically gay. But he he's proud of himself. He doesn't make apologies. Yeah. He's that's, I think, the key to 
having a character who could easily slip into a quote stereotype is that they're not the butt of the joke just because of who they are. They are not the punchline. Yes. When did you come out in real life, in your own life? Ooh. Well, I came out to friends in the theater uh, when I was like 18 or 19. You know what? I, I first was going to talk about my first gay experience with you, but I think I have an, I'm going to tell you about something else. You can't just say that and then not tell me. Give me just the tip. But very quickly, my first gay experience was I was uh, doing a summer abroad in Austria and I was studying uh, sociology at the time. <laughs> and I met a Texan who was a TA for another program there. And we had a sort of like call me by your name affair. <laughs> the whole, And I had a private room. Everyone had roommates, but for some reason I was alone so I could have him over. And I swear to you, the Austrian Alps were outside my window. Stop. Can you, I mean, come on. It was his first gay experience too. I mean. Was he older? I guess it was call me yeah, by your name. Yeah, he was older. Come on. <laughs> yes, and I was the Chalamet character. Oh my God, I can't even think about that movie without wanting to puke. Anyway. When did you realize you were gay? Like four. Tell me about it. I don't, I guess, I have memories of being like five on the like, um, what, playground area of the elementary school I was at in Mexico City and like wanting to play with the boys and boys teasing about how they would have a, a crush on a girl and I would feel like, oh, when is that going to happen for me? Like that's normal to have to want, you know, to want to have a partner of the opposite sex. Okay, who was your first crush? Ooh, I'll give you celebrity first crush. I think it was okay. Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, Indiana Jones? I mean, yeah. Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Star Wars. Good Lord. Good Lord. I'm going to rewatch Blade Runner this weekend just because, like, he's never been hotter. So your mother's from the Midwest. Yeah. When you came out to her and what did you, what did she say? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. At first, she took it very, she took it. Not well. Um, yeah. When I came out to her, I was living in New York City, and she had she would come up and visit me once a year uh, from Florida. And nine eleven had just happened, and she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I want to make my trip." And I felt real raw, and I thought, "I can't do this. I can't have her here and just not out, be out to her." And I, when I came out to her, she first thought I was kidding. Um, really? And she came. Yeah, she came up anyway, and it. Long story short, it took her a little while to get around to it, but yeah. she's fully supportive now. I mean, like she, I've, I've spoken this about this before. She's shown me that it's like never too late. You can always mm -hmm. grow as a human being and like learn and be more empathetic. And um, I'm, I'm really proud of her. And I, and I, like I, she, she, I feel like I've grown watching her embrace me as her queer son. And I, I'm not sure, super sure about this. I know she mentioned it once. Sally Field mm -hmm. speaking about her gay son. Um, I remember that. I think it sort of helped her because Sally Field, who doesn't love Sally Field? I mean, Sally Field is iconic. She's iconic. Um, also, my the way Sally Field cries in movies reminds me of how my mother cries for some reason. It's like, is your mother a crier? She's a crier. She's like hard on her sleeve. She cares about, you know. Everyone around her, she cares. It's just one of those really deep-hearted people. I admire her a lot. Did your mother work while you were growing up? Uh, when um, she divorced my Cuban father, she she went back to work at, as an ER nurse and pediatric intensive care, neonatal wow. intensive care, all while my brother and I were like in middle and high school. I don't know how she did it. Working nights. 
I truly do not know how you mo- single mothers do it. They are the heroes of the world. They're like, amazing. Truly, 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 truly. Are you partnered now or single? What's your... I'm single. Okay. But so cute. Uh, not for long. I mean, if you want to be for long, great. Thanks. I'm and- not so... I'm cute, but not for long. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of singledom, Tony, you are telling a story. I know you did something. I know you received some gratuity. Uh, tell me everything. This is a story about the time I was an accidental hooker. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Picture it. I'm on my way to the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater where I perform. Uh, or perform a duh. I had a tech rehearsal, but I was showing up early. And on my, I parked. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm not hungry. And I pull up my apps. Get, and... Uh, I'm sure maybe some of your listeners are familiar with apps like Grindr or Scruff, um, you know, where you can meet, talk to someone in real time. And literally someone messaged me and they were like across the street from where I had parked my car. And they're like, hey, do you want to come up and fool around? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, his pictures look cute. And and on these apps, you could literally geo-track where people are, right? Um, It'll show you like how far away they are, like two miles or... Two feet. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I'm, I have a busy day the rest of the day. This is a, I'll get my rocks off and then move on, um, which is something men, men some men do. Yeah, uh, Most men. Most men. So when this guy opens the door, <laughs> he does not look like his pictures. And I realize instantly, oh, uh-huh. my God, these pictures are like 10 years old. Oh, no. But I'm not like, I'm like, okay, I'll go in. <laughs> I'm no stranger to a pity F word. <laughs> so I, I take my shirt off and he does too. I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm really, I don't want to do this with him. Oh, what did he look like? What did he look like, Tony? Not Harrison Ford. Oh, no. Um, God bless him. I guess sometimes he wasn't uh, an unattractive person, but I think it's when someone, what, the pictures were so different. From what he was, which, yeah. you know, it got, if, I don't know, it got me in the door. I guess it works for other people. Right, but, but it's a bummer when someone doesn't, when someone shows up totally different. You know, you're just disappointed. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would play him in a movie. I'm The first thing I think of is Leslie Nielsen, but he was, he's sexy. No. He was sexy. Let's say Leslie Nielsen in the Dracula parody he made. Very specific reference. I did not see it, but I'm assuming he's not the sexy Dracula type. You know, not the hottest thing on the planet. Uh, But I was in a mood and like, okay, I'll just, you know, (laughs) J myself off, if you will. And like, he would like touch my chest and I finished. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's all I did. Wait, wait, wait. You had sex with this person? No, 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 I did not. I just did. I just. 
He touched my you chest just... and I ja- jacked off. Jacked okay, off. So you didn't even have sex. Okay, I did not wow. have sex with this person. That is very thorough. That's very efficient. That was efficient. And also, I had a tech rehearsal in 15 minutes. Come, well, you had to go. I mean, I don't have all day. No, you don't. With Bram Stoker's Lutzi Nielsen Dracula. <laughs> um, and as I'm like... Oh, poor guy. Getting, wiping up my yeah, self. Good Lord, I did this right before a tech rehearsal? Good Lord. That's the most shocking thing to me now. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they say, like, if you're anxious, that's great. So maybe you were anxious about tech. Maybe I was. I'm, I washed up and, uh, you know, the sink. And he said, he pointed at the dresser where there were some bills. And he said, I know we didn't do what we said we were going to do, but that's for you. And I, and I saw that it was money, cash money. And I, the first thing I said was, are you a cop? <laughs> I guess I just blurted it out. Honestly, I just jade off. With someone I didn't particularly want to be with. I had a tech rehearsal. I think that's the first thing on my mind. A hundred percent. He said, no, I just like to do this for my sexual partners, I think he said. Uh, I grab the money. I leave. How much money? It was $100. Holy shit! For like, what, 10 minutes? Less. I would say less than 10 minutes. Uh, He messaged me. That was great. If you ever want to do this again, let me know. And then the next day, I was like, oh, this is a slippery slope. <gasps> this is a slippery, slippery, slippery slope because I I truly, it was an accident the first time. But the second time, I had to block, I had blocked him. You blocked his what? His number? His account. So he couldn't message me or see <gasps> me on the app. He must have realized this before I blocked him. But he said, oh, I had been in conversation with someone and I guess... He had that conversation with someone else where they were going to have full-on anal intercourse and he was going to pay that person $100 cash. I got that $100 cash for jerking off and he just touched my chest. So he paid the wrong guy? He paid the wrong guy, but he apparently was fine with it because he said he, we quote, he quote, didn't do the stuff we said we were going to do, <laughs> which you I was know? like, we, all I, we didn't say anything we were going to do. And why did you block him? For me, I'm like, this guy lives like a block away from the theater I perform at regularly. Uh, I can't do this. I cannot do this. Money's too easy. It's almost like it's too easy. It was too easy. You'll lose your ambitions. Yeah. You'll just be jerking off for $100 and and, right. Easy life. Easy life. No, I, I actually think that's really respectable that you were like, this could become a little bit of an easy thing. This is like a, this is like, um. Like a distraction. I think you just said that. And I yeah. think that's good for I mean, you. God, you have morals, Tony. Yeah, that surprises me. Huh? Does it? Well, I guess, you know what? I originally did not want my mother to hear this story, but maybe that's the moral. I am a moral person. She raised a moral person. And usually on the show, we ask people to call their moms. I know you did not want to call your mom because you're like, <laughs> yes, because it's, it's enough that she's come around. Uh-huh. It is enough she's come around. I don't want to push it. <laughs> and you wanted to bring on your good friend, Mark Rennie. Yes. And Mark uh, has a podcast called Two Old Queens. Oh, it's so good. I swear it's so good. I happen to be on it a couple times, but it's very good. It's and how did you meet Mark? We met. I met Mark at the Airport Citizens Brigade. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Doing comedy and shows. And he's my favorite writer. And he happens to be gay. Let's call you Mark there. 
Hello. Hello. In the role of my mother, Mark Rennie. (laughs) It's been years in the making. This is the weirdest thing because I have never, never been on this podcast with two men. Never. Wow. Never. Well, I hope it's all going out well so far. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being double teamed. It's a weird, it's different. I like it though. No, I like it. Hi, Mark. Hello. Nice to meet you. Mark, Tony wanted you to come on instead of his mother. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I'm honored. Yeah. But I was and I've t- met his mother. She's delightful. Yeah. Well, Tony told us a story of... Tony, does, does Mark know this story? No, I don't think so. Okay, just give him the log line because I have some questions. Well, the log line of my story is the time I was an accidental hooker. <gasps> okay. Have I never told you this? No. Okay. Do you see why my I preferred... I didn't want my mother to... I wanted his mother to know. I yeah, wanted to see are. his mother's reaction. Yeah, I did. Of course. That's the whole premise of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, he's screwing the whole premise. He she met can't know about Grinder. Don't tell her. <laughs> Don't tell her. Mark, I'm sorry. Mark, I hope, Mark, there's a thing called Grinder. Have you heard of it? I'm, yeah, I'm familiar. Yes. Yeah. Talk um, about redundant. Yeah, (laughs) and Tony met a guy who looked like Leslie Nielsen at a certain period of Leslie Nielsen's life. She, he, his. I'm going to say his pictures look like Leslie Nielsen, but in reality, he looked like Leslie Nielsen in Dead and Loving It, the Dracula parody. I not Airplane Leslie Nielsen or uh, Forbidden Planet Leslie Nielsen. Oh, woof, woof, woof! Forbidden Planet Leslie. We wish. (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) To be so lucky. Oh my God. I'd be married what, by now. Was he silver haired? Yeah. Yeah. That's which, okay. I love silver hair. I <laughs> sure. love silver daddies. I love, love silver daddies. Mm-hmm. Silverback gorillas? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so he and he came over and he left money on the counter. How can for, I ask? I how asked. Much? So yes. Too <laughs> much question. That is too much. I how dare you. That is, you're not asking me what I did with the man, but you want to know how much money he paid me to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like the reviews are in, essentially. $100. Oh. Well, that's lower than I thought. What? <laughs> well, should I tell you what I did? Or Nikki, yeah, do you want, I guess I, what did you do? Please Actually, tell him. I, I was kind of enjoying Nikki's retelling of this. Okay. <laughs> well, the, he, I, I can't believe what he did. He just, the guy came over, touched Tony's chest. Tony had an orgasm, and that's it. He didn't even have to do anything to the guy. Is that you true? Is had that an right, orgasm Tony? from him just touching your that's chest? That's what I'm saying. $100 for for your own orgasm? How is that not the, the sale of the century? Gonna, <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's you, like Prime Day every day. I've got to find him and unblock him now. Because he, offered, <laughs> I mean, he yeah. offered that to be a regular thing. And I, I'm like, this is a slippery slope. I didn't know he was going to pay me the first time. But after that, the I first think, time, the only time that this oh. happened, <laughs> the first time <laughs> my was mother would have any... said that my mother would have said that. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything? In, I can't imagine there was anything in your profile that would make him think you were like, you know, a working man. No. Thank you, mom. No. In fact, I had like I think I had like I perform at the Upright Citizens Brigade. I think perform I might have even is maybe perform like a <laughs> red flag or something. <laughs> I'm upright a performer. Brigade. Upright. Upright. Who Citizens. Knows? Oh, my Sounds God. like there's poll work happening, maybe. Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't think of that. I didn't either. Like, maybe he thought you were a stripper. A go-go right. boy. Wow, right. the laziest stripper. 
The laziest stripper. The laziest stripper. Oh I love God. that Disney movie from the 70s. <laughs> Don Knotts. Uh, Tim Don Conway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tim Conway. Oh, my God. These are your types. These- they, they are. I'm an apple dumpling gang kind of guy. <laughs> Were you there when he put the money down? Like, what was your reaction? Uh, it was after I had finished. And he pointed at the counter and the bills were already there. How did he do that? I guess he's, I guess he was planned. Wow. He thought I was someone else. Apparently. He thought yeah. he had a whole conversation <laughs> with someone else that he was going to get, he was going to a, a fuck. <laughs> Ass fuck. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mom. Uh, oh. uh, anyway, <laughs> he thought I was someone else. And he, he said, I, I know we didn't do what we said we were going to do, which was nothing. But I like to pay my guests. Talent. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he must have had like multiple, I mean, obviously, like probably multiple grinder conversations going on. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So that was on him. That was on him. <laughs> you were on him too. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd really be myself with you guys. Mama. I know. I know. Mark, did you guys do grinder over the pandemic? I asked a friend of mine this. Uh, Mark, Mark is the guest here, I think. Mark, you're the guest. <laughs> Mark, guest. Well, I was in a relationship for most of it up until December. So the last few months I've been dabbling on that. I'm not, Grindr's a little too intense for it's me. Grinder's like, let's fuck now. And then like, yeah. I like, I'm on Scruff, which is like a version of Grinder. But it's cute. a little, it can be that, but it's also a little more, hey, we're just here to, we're chatting and maybe we'll go get drinks later. Yeah. Like, so that's where I'm at. So like the names are pretty like, are pretty correct. It's like grinder to grinder and scruff. Is yeah. Like, hey, I have a little scruff. Like I didn't. I always today, feel like grinder is more like West Hollywood Mickey's go go. You know, like uh, Abercrombie oh, models. Gross. And mm. scruff is a little more <laughs> East Side. I this could be all way off, but I just feel it's a little more like welcoming to like rough around the. Am I wrong, Tony? That's no, just you're absolutely thing. right. I prefer the rough around the scruffers edges. Yes, the yeah. rough around the edges. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was That's what when we think Leslie Nielsen, we think rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. So now we have to find someone for Mark and Tony. Yes. Uh, it's true. Let me ask you guys this. Do you bring people home to your moms? I have, yeah. Like people I was in like relationships yeah. with. Yes. Absolutely. And Tony, you? Uh no. She lives in Florida. No. I don't have to. <laughs> Tony, how are you turning into your mother? This this mo- this woman that I now just have the, I I can't even picture your mother. Oh wow! Picture, picture, yeah, uh, like a young Kathy Bates with the heart of Sally Field. I'd say that's spot on. Wow! Whoa. How do you guys feel? Because I think we all turn into our mothers, and I think sons do too. How do you? How are you guys turning into your moms? I feel like I repeat myself. Like I'll, I'll tell the same story two or three times to people. Yes, I agree with that. Feel, that's just, and that's something I used to do. Like, oh, my mom, you're repeating this. We've heard the story, mother. Yes. But then now it's always the thing that outrages you or frustrates you the most. I think that quality is then yours. Like you've like, ah, that's what bugs you. That is what you will become. A hundred percent. Yes, I agree with that. You're repeating yourself, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. I repeat myself for. Oh, no. We are becoming our mothers. But we like our mothers, yeah. so that's okay. So that's a good thing. I want to be like a caring, you know, person. That will... I think you are. Thank you. I, I think so. you are, too. Thank you. Yeah. I think you are, you as well. And you as well. Wow. <laughs> I'm, am I repeating myself already? <laughs> You're repeating. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. <laughs> 
Do you guys tell your mother things now that you didn't as a kid? Or did you have to tell more then and you tell less now? I told a lot when I was younger and now I keep most things to myself. Like I've gone in reverse of most people. In terms of like, oh, I went on a date, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I told my mom the first time I had sex, the first time I got stoned. And now mm, I, I don't wow. share anything like that. Hmm. I'm the opposite because I'm going on. I used to be very uptight, not this loose goose person you see before you now. But I've been working on trying to be more <laughs> open. And like I do. I tell my mother stuff more now, but nothing terribly like graphic. You know, I don't I'll yeah. say like, oh, I went on a date with so and so. And like she'll like, oh, how did it go? That kind of stuff. But like in the past, like 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't tell her I went on a date. Interesting. Mm. What changed? Uh, I'm just becoming, uh, less uptight. I feel like I don't care as much. And it's, I find the more you open are open with people in your lives, the more you get back. And I'm just looking for oh. deeper connections with people. Oh, that's beautiful. I agree with that. Well, cause I was thinking, oh, I would like to have like a deeper connection with my family. Like I wish they'd open up to me, but I was like, oh, wait a minute. I think I'm the only one who could like change anything in this quotient here. So I'm the one who needs to make, uh, mm. take the steps mm. to, Open to share my life more. That's all. That's it is. Great. It is a two way street. It is. Aww. Right, Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a two way street. Tony, are you just... gonna tell your? Are you gonna tell your mom you did the podcast? I'll tell her no. I did a podcast. A podcast. NPR. You could tell your mom you had. You told a story about like a weird date. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to give her all the details. Fair enough. I like that. A weird date. See, that's all you had to set it. Thank you. That's all. A yeah. date. I'll tell her that. And then don't listen past this timestamp. And then she'll be like, what's a timestamp? Oh, <laughs> yeah. forget it. Forget it. It's too much work already. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't. No, it's not even. <laughs> See, that's good. <laughs> Guys, I'm just glad I got to hang with you both. Tony, I'm so proud of all of your, your wonderful success. Mark, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Mark. Thank I'm you. proud of you that you're opening up to your mother. Thank you. That's fantastic. For real. <laughs> it's admirable. If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. Thank you for listening, my family. Remember, we are gone for a little while while I'm traveling. We'll put out a couple of more episodes, most likely before the end of the year. Follow us on the socials on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother. I'm going to keep you guys updated on all the new and exciting things, all of the changes. I won't keep you hanging. I love you. And just remember, our mothers know how to push our buttons because they are the ones who install them. Try to survive Thanksgiving. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discam Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Congdon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. And go call your mothers. Just don't. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.